Well, hello to all my friends out there in the Red Shoes Living community. Yes, it is true. We are coming to you twice in one week, and that is not by mistake. We've had a number of people that have been writing in and talking about the content and how much you appreciate the messages from our guests, as well as the messages that are coming from the purity of Red Shoes Living and you want more. So we decided to go ahead and give you another one this weekend to talk about a couple of things that have been on the top of my mind this week, as well as on the top of mind of other people that are that are writing in and telling us about some of the experiences and stories they're having with Red Shoes. Before I go any further, though, I do want to thank Casey Ballard that was with us, the yoga instructor that was with us earlier in the week. We had a great uh, podcast with her. We've had a number of people that have written in and really thanked Casey for getting them re-inspired either on yoga, that those that have done it before, or even the ones that have not done it, to give it a try. So it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of weeks, um, you know, what people really do with yoga. So critically important to keep our mind fresh and focused on the positive things and to just really cleanse some of this negativity that happens to us uh, on a weekly basis or on a daily basis for that matter. So it's the end of the Sundance Film Festival, and I want to talk about that for just a minute. I've been able to participate uh, in a number of different ways from attending some movies to meeting some great people that are either in the film industry or even on the outside of the film industry. We get a lot of business leaders and different types of people that come in and I get the opportunity to talk to some of them and meet with some of them and do some interviews in terms of uh, how they show up in the world in a positive way. So we'll talk about that a little bit today. The other thing that I've had this week that's been a a real blessing, I had the opportunity to present Red Shoes uh, three times in one day. And I was able to present to about 650 students this week at a local school that uh, is just a phenomenal organization that not only focuses on education, but focuses on the whole person in terms of the student. And it's one of the reasons why I spoke. And then I had the opportunity to speak with the leadership of that school and then later to the community and parents in the evening to that school and just had some tremendous and remarkable experiences. Along the way, I want you to know that we are in good hands with these students that are coming up. They're being taught some beautiful, you know, values along with the education and uh, to the faculty and to the to the teachers and counselors that are supporting these students. It's remarkable your commitment to education and to the youth of this world. And I commend all of you. So wherever you sit, if you're a teacher, a counselor, you're in the educational system, I commend you for the hard work that you do in in helping us all raise our children in many ways. So that was a true, true blessing this week. What I want to talk about this week, though, is this, and it really kind of extends from the Sundance Film Festival and a little bit of what's going on out there in the world. You know, for those that have heard the Red Shoes Living keynotes before, you hear a couple of talk tracks that I go through, and you've probably heard some of this on the podcast as well. But I want to talk about a couple of things, one of which is we are incredibly hard on ourselves. I've talked to many executives this week and realize their commitment not only to their people, their employees, but to their customers. And I, you know, I really want to give a shout out to all of you to make the same commitment to yourself. We're incredibly hard on ourselves in terms of the performance that uh, we're trying to achieve and the things that we're trying to do. And we try to be almost too perfect and we're not leaving enough room to fail once in a while, if you will, or to be human. And I've seen it this week and I think pressure is good holding ourselves to a higher standard and holding ourselves accountable is all good. But once in a while, we're just not going to get it right. And I think I've mentioned this before. I've created a sense of humor about it. Um, The important thing is that we're continuously taking shots 
every single day and that we're not giving up and that we're learning from those shots. In fact, you know, we talked this week to a couple of people about there's really no losing, there's just learning. And I think when you have that mindset, you know, you find yourself in a bad spot, things didn't go the way you wanted to, you just simply take it and you learn from it and you move on and you don't overcomplicate it. But here's what I really want to get to this week. It's the power of small things. From a leadership perspective, you know, uh, at the Sundance Film Festival this week, I had the opportunity to be with friends at a, at a restaurant where we were watching people interact with each other. And we were watching people really from all over the world come into this restaurant. And you can see a lot of different things, you know, not passing any judgment on anybody, but you can see the ego sometimes that walks into the room or the insecurity that walks into the room. And again, I'm not one to judge, but you do see, you know, these elements that go on in life. And then you see out of the blue individuals that walk into that same room, that same environment that kind of cut through all of the insecurity and all of the ego. And they have a very human way about them. And I want to share a story with you quickly about an experience that myself and my friend had this weekend and meeting just one of those individuals that is the most humble um, human being, but yet one of the more successful people that I met through the Sundance Film Festival all week. And I won't go into too much detail other than to say, when you connect with a human being at a human level, the power of small things, you know, thanking people and being kind and looking people in the eye, talked to an individual this week that turned out to be an executive a very prominent executive who also had family that was in the movie business at a very high level. There was a producer, there was an actor, uh, there was an artist, and there was a business person. But none of that is what we talked about when we first met this individual. In fact, we talked about everything under the sun except for that. And uh, lo and behold, somewhere in the conversation, we became friends and we went out the following night, spent some time together. And it was only then that we realized that we were talking to a very successful uh, business leader, uh, global business leader, if you will, who was related to some very important people. And it really struck me this week because of the humble attitude of this individual. And I started thinking about those people in my life that have had an impact on me. And they tend to be the people that know what their ego is and where to put their ego. They're humble, they're straightforward, and they're kind. Now, they're fiercely competitive, but they do these little things that just build trust with you. And, you know, I talked about this in the beginning. Again, it's it's making eye contact. It's It's listening more than they talk. It's really them trying to understand you as a human being and as an individual and how that makes you feel. So that's the power of small things that I really want to talk about, you know, this week. I'm going to tell you a story for those that have not heard me do a keynote speech on Red Shoes Living. Um, this will be new to you for those that have actually heard the speech. You, you've heard this before. But one of the most profound mentors people in my life was my father that actually passed away when I was young. And I know people really get a kick out of this story, but my father was a professional wrestler wrestled under the name of Moondog Maine and uh, was a six-time world champion back in his day and wrestled all kinds of characters, many of which you've heard the names of from Rowdy Roddy Piper to Rocky Johnson to Andre the Giant to just a number of wrestlers, old-time wrestlers, and uh, even some of the newer ones. But here's the story that I like to tell in the keynotes, and that is, is when I when I got the opportunity to go with my father to the wrestling matches, when my mother would let me go into that environment, I would uh, often sit in the locker room with my father and watch him interact with the other wrestlers and watch him interact with the security guards that were there and watch him interact with the janitors that were there. 
And, you know, he just had a real presence about him. He was a, an incredible human being. He didn't, you know, uh, have his ego that was out front. He kept his ego in check. And he called everybody by their first name. And he looked them in the eye. And if somebody brought him a towel or they brought him tape or whatever the case may be, he was always grateful and thanked them. And, you know, when my dad would go out and wrestle, specifically, I remember being in, in New York with him. That's the story I tell. And sitting in the locker room. And the two security guards would come and say, Mr. Man, it's time for you to go out and wrestle. And he wrestled in the main event many, many times. And he would reach down and grab my hand. And we would walk out of the locker room and walk down this dark corridor where, you know, on the other end of the corridor were these two doors that my father would walk up to with me and him holding my hand and the two security guards on each side of us. They would knock on the door, indicating to the security guards on the other side of the door that my father was there. And, uh, you know, at about that time, you could hear them start to announce my dad uh, getting ready to wrestle. And the energy that would start to hit that door, you know, we would be in that corridor, that dark corridor on the dark side of it. But on the other side were thousands of fans being worked into a frenzy about the fact that my father was getting ready to wrestle whoever his opponent was. And all of a sudden, those two doors would open and my father would push me back and he would go through those two doors uh, you know, with the new two security guards out into this complete chaos and energetic room filled full of fans that were just so excited to see the next event. And then those two doors would close with me on the quiet side of my father on the loud side. And I would just simply sit there with these big eyes breathing. And I still remember what that feels like. And I get a little bit of a, a cold chill every time I tell the story. But as I say in the keynotes, it's not why I actually tell the story, but it's the second half of what happened in that very, you know, uh, event or evening that I tell the story for. After my father had wrestled, they would bring his fans back down into that dark corridor. So they would find his fans that wanted to meet him, select a few of them, and they'd bring them all the way back around and into that corridor. And they would line them up and they were sitting there waiting for my dad to come off, you know, off the ring, down the high, the aisle way, back through the doors and to meet my father. And this is what always had such a profound effect on me because it was never a big thing, but it was the small things that I watched my father do. Now he would go out with this big title in this big persona of, you know, moon dog main, this professional wrestler. Uh, but to me, he was my dad and he was this human being. And when he came back and he'd come back through those doors sometimes, you know, most of the time he'd be sweaty and sometimes back in those days he'd even be bloody. But he'd come through those doors and immediately he would shed this persona, this title, this ego that he had to have when he was out wrestling in the ring. And he would come up to the fans that had been lined up in this corridor and he treated them with incredible human kindness. He would get down on his knee and he would talk to children eye to eye. I watched him give his, his red wrestling shoe boots away a couple of times to people and just was incredibly, incredibly human and kind to people. And it had a profound effect on them and it had a profound effect on me as a, as a young man. And that's what I have been witnessing this week. You know, I have seen some incredible leaders, some incredible people that are fiercely competitive, treat others with human kindness. Um, I tell a story about my father wrestling Rocky Johnson, and his son was Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, who I think we all know, and he's, he's one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood, grew up in the wrestling world, but he's got quite a story, but he's also known for being incredibly kind. And I can't help but think, that somehow, somewhere in there, there was just this natural kindness that came out of uh, that environment. In fact, he has a quote that I've heard him say before. It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. 
And if you know anything about Dwayne Johnson, he kindness is one of his core pillars. I was reading today about a CEO from Belfour Holdings uh, by the name of Sheldon Yellen that writes 7,400 employee birthday cards a year. They say he's writing all of the time, but he recognizes the power of authenticity and the power of small things. And that's really what my message is to you this week is that, you know, it is the little things as a leader that you do. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples, like showing up for meetings on time, like responding to your emails to your employees, like looking people in the eye, like not multitasking in front of others smiling, saying thank you, recognizing people, knowing, you know, those employees that are close to you, knowing their spouse's names and their family's names, etc., knowing anniversaries, these little, little things, knowing when something is going on in somebody's life on a personal level that might be challenging and just offering a helping hand. These are the things that are big. Sheldon, I commend you for these birthday cards that you write. Clearly, that means a lot to the people that receive them from you because I know you handwrite every one of those had a leader that worked for me in the UK that on birthdays would actually bake a cake. He would bake a cake for every one of the employees he had at his office. Just a, a remarkable, remarkable thing. There's a local restaurant here in Salt Lake, and I know you're probably listening, and so I won't mention any names. In fact, it's not just one restaurant. It's a number of restaurants, and one of the owners, every time I walk into that restaurant, knows me by name, comes out from behind the counter and shakes my hand, makes eye contact. We chat a little bit. It's these little things that make a big difference. And, you know, immediately I feel connected with the individual and would do anything in the world for him just based on the fact that we have this human connection. This week, because of the Sundance Film Festival, I met an executive that's twice been on Wall Street and uh, twice retired and has retired in both cases because... You know, he, the ethics and the integrity and the way he wanted to live his life was misaligned with the way some of the people he was working with in Wall Street were aligned and thought, you know, I'm going to go back and give it another shot and see if, if I can uh, maybe sway or persuade people to, to go my way. And I think he was successful in some cases and not in others. And so he chose to, to come back and move to Park City, Utah. And now he's a teacher. He wants to, to teach and he's, he's already set up to do that, but he wants to talk about kindness and wants to talk about integrity and ethics and standing out in the world in a positive way. And this is a hugely successful uh, gentleman from the financial world that is giving back now and doing that. I was with a CEO of a large real estate organization this week who every time I'm with this individual gives me all the time in the world and has always got a smile on his face and is always asking questions about how I'm doing. And not only is he doing it with me, but he's doing it with everybody around me. And I will tell you, I watch how people respond to this individual and they would walk through walls for him. They would do anything for him. One of the kindest and yet most competitive people that I know. There's also a CEO that I was with, uh, with his leadership team uh, earlier in the week as well that I sat down with and learned a lot about this gentleman and learned that he's been through some health challenges over the last couple of months. And it's changed his perspective in terms of you know how he wants to show up in the world and, and how he wants to lead moving forward, uh, not only with his employees, but also with his customers and how he wants to give back. And it's just, again, it's, it's a testament and a real uh, inspirational thing for me because it's the power of small things. There is a positive opposition in this world standing out, and it's quiet in some respects and loud in others. But if you really pay attention, 
uh, to what's happening out there. There is a rising standard of leaders and people doing things quietly to stand out and doing things in a big way to stand out. And it's just got me so excited about it. So I really just wanted to take a minute. Uh, it's a shorter podcast today, but the power of small things. If you think about you know, an individual in your life, an employee or a friend that you haven't talked to in a while, reach out to them, surprise them, give them a call. Just let them know that you're thinking about them. It'll, it'll completely make their day. And in return, the byproduct of that is it always makes your day as well. You know, if you're in a coffee shop this week, and I know I've talked about this before, but it's the little things, you know, it's, it's opening the door for people. It's thanking them for serving you. It's calling out something that you see them do really, really well and thanking them for that and saying that I see you as a human being. I see you as an individual. Sometimes we become so internalized and we become so focused on ourselves that we forget there's all these other people out there that are also in the world. They're also standing out for the positive. They're trying to do the right things. And you know what? Sometimes they just want to be recognized for it. They just want to be seen. So Red Shoes Leadership says that we do small things and we do them well. We raise our standards. We stand out for the positive in everything we do. And we take people along with us. We take them there. We thank them. We do all of these remarkable things. So as you go throughout the weekend and out through next week, remember, The power of small things as a leader makes all the difference in the world. I thank everybody for tuning in. We'll continue to come with you with some more interviews in the future. And wherever you are, I hope you're having a great time. Thank you.